Hey everyone, who are listening to the Modern Farm and Artisan Co-op Podcast. We are your hosts, Kat and Anna, and we are here connecting you to the lives and stories of our local farmers, makers, and educators that are all dedicating themselves to powerfully and positively impacting the Southern Utah community. Before we get started, take a moment to subscribe to this podcast so you can stay up to date on new episodes. And if you haven't already, please leave us a rating or review on iTunes. We would greatly appreciate it. And if you have the means consider supporting us on Patreon. Even if it's only $2 a month, it makes a world of difference. And as a thank you, you'll receive a shout out on the show. Another way you can support us is checking out our brick and mortar store at 55 North Main in downtown St. George. Follow us on Instagram at Mofico Utah to stay up to date on all the exciting things we are up to in the store, on the farm, and on the podcast. In today's episode, we are talking with Jerry of Sunshine Ceramics. Jerry makes all kinds of things like really fun mugs and bowls and holiday gnomes and yarn bowls and all kinds of fun trays and things like that. And you can find her stuff at Mofico and online. But in today's episode, we will get a chance to hear Jerry's story how she got started in ceramics, some of her challenges that she faced along the way, and kind of her process and her inspiration for her pieces. It's a really fun episode, so we hope you enjoy it as much as we did. All right, let's get started. All right, so go ahead and give us some info on your background. Just tell us your story. I was born and raised in St. George. There's nine kids in my family. I have seven brothers. Oh my gosh. They are amazing. Anytime I need anything, all I gotta do is call one of them and they all just show up. Wow. And they're just great. Like the stamps I make for you for Mavaca, my brother just bought a um, 3D printer. Oh really? Yeah, so I'll tell him what I want, tell him what size I want. If I have a picture, I'll show him. If not, he has to just fake it. <laughs> but he gets it, and he gets it done for me, and he does it, like, fast, too. Oh, my gosh. He, like, puts me to the front of his list, I think. But it's it's pretty handy. Everybody's like, oh, I'm so sorry you have that many brothers. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I, I almost swore. I stopped myself. So can I, you can edit I, it out? You know, if I could have a couple more, that would be good. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Although I do have one that can do about anything, you know. All my brothers are like one's a nurse, one's a psychologist, one works for the city and the water department. You know, they all have different things, but they can all do anything. One of them just put all the new elements in my kiln. Wow. wow. Yeah. So I'm pretty lucky. Yeah, you are. I know. I've been reading. I've been reading a lot lately. <laughs> it should be shocking to everybody. Anyway, and I've been reading just like these young adult fiction books because 2021, <laughs> and uh, they're always like, "Oh, this brother does all this stuff," and I'm like, "Brothers don't do that. I don't believe these." Stories. Oh, mine do. Oh, really? Mine are amazing. Okay, so. they're amazing. And and what's really great is my sister-in-laws are amazing too. Oh, really? Yeah, because like when we moved into the new house. Everything that was for my studio was in a trailer. Last thing we loaded was all my art stuff. And, like, I can't unload kilns and my slab roller and all that by myself. They're just really heavy. Right. So I called one of my brothers and I said, what do you got going today? Is there any way you could help me unload the trailer? My shed's up now. And he said, well, I have to help Trace. That's his wife. He goes, I've got to go help her with her stuff. So maybe we'll, we could do it tomorrow or something. I go, okay, that's fine, you know. 
So half hour later, of course, I'm in the, the trailer trying to unload stuff. And I look up and there are all my brothers, some of their sons. Oh, my gosh. And, then, and I go, I thought you guys were busy. And, and he said, Trace told me if I didn't get over here and help you, you'd do it yourself. And what was I doing? I'm trying to do it myself. So I'm really lucky because, you know, I could have sister-in-laws that are like, no, you do too much for your sister, you know. But yeah. instead, I have sister-in-laws that are like, go help your sister. So I'm lucky. So you grew up here. Mm -hmm. You have nine brothers. Seven brothers. Seven brothers. Oh, yeah. And you have a sister. I have a sister. Yeah. And then, um, so when did you start getting into ceramics? I tried to do ceramics when I was in high school. And then I tried to do ceramics again when I was in college at Utah State. But I refused to cut my fingernails. So they wouldn't fire my work. Oh, what? Yeah. And the other students would be like, please just fire something for her. And they're like, not unless she cuts her nails. So when I got divorced the second time, I didn't want to sit around and feel sorry for myself. So I thought, I'm just going to go take some art classes. If I'm busy, I don't have time to, you know, cry on my milk. So I went and took a bunch of painting classes because I love to paint and and just drawing classes, you know, stuff like that. And I thought, I'm going to take a ceramics class. If I don't fire my work, oh well. So I took one, and the professor said, well, I can teach you to throw with nails. And I'm like, cool. So he did. He taught me to throw with nails. And there's been a few times when they call me up and say, hey, we've got somebody who has nails. Will you come show them how to throw? So it's just a different way of doing it because your nails will. But, but I can also, I don't have to pick up as many tools as a lot of people because I don't have to grab you know like my knife to trim the bottom of it I can just use my nails I can put like somebody else say oh I love those ridges in your pot yeah it's my nails <laughs> I don't really have a way around some of it but some of it I do intentionally but it's just it's you know everything has a different way and if there's something that you want to do you will find a way to do it yeah my my granddaughter she plays the viola and she likes to have her nails and her teacher had a fit. And he's like, you have got to cut those nails. And she's like, my mom does ceramics. That's what my daughter said. If she can do it, my daughter can do it with her nails. But oh, wow. she finally did cut her nails just because it is easier. But for a while, she made him let her play with nails. Why wouldn't they let you throw with nails or fire? I don't know. They just, and they've had, they, I've had a couple of professors at the college here that started to say that and one of the students would come running in and they're like jerry do you know what he just said and i'm like what and they 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 have to cut their nails i go you can't do that and the professor says well why not he goes they need to cut them and they can't throw and i i went like this and he goes oh you have nails i'm like yeah and so then he i go they'll drop your class and he goes no they won't and i go yeah they will so the next class we had i was in his class and and he said, who was it I told they had to cut their nails and they had already dropped the class? Oh, my God. Yeah, because, you know, with as women, we there are certain things that we care about. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have nails. And I have had nails my whole life, and I'm not going to cut them off for anybody. Just the way it is. So. I love it. But also, it's like, um, 
you know, like they're expensive. And if somebody has them on, they've already paid like a lot of money, yeah. you know, like, or at least $35 for fills. Right. Or the I full, 30. Yeah. Now, like, and then like a full set, if you, they just got them on, they're expensive. They are. And, and when we look down at our hands, we can't see our face all day long. We can't see our hair all day long, but we can see our hands. And if our hands look ugly, we feel ugly all day long. You know, what does everybody say? I have man hands, you know? I was like, I have man hands. Yeah. yeah. You hear that all the time. And it's just if you don't have man And some people don't care. I mean, yeah. it doesn't mean that that's a bad thing to not have them. It's just what you prefer is what you should have. Yeah. You know, and then nothing, if you really want something bad enough, you will find a way to do it. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I can't believe that you've had so much pushback about that. I know. It's crazy. Well, in the, like, the, the, um, Facebook, you know how they have the little groups of there's potters groups that I want and they'll be like one guy said that he could never have a wife that had long nails because that's just high maintenance and it's so selfish and and I get irate. <laughs> I'll be like, oh heck no. But hey, to each their own. Everybody has you know, I, I'll answer them with something like when they're saying how horrible is these women go get their nails done all the time and they're a potter so they can never do that kind of stuff. I'm like, if you choose to have ugly hands, that's your your choice. Yeah. And you can have them. I choose to be a potter that doesn't have to look like I'm scrunchy. So, you know, everybody has their own. If you want to look scrunchy, look scrunchy. You don't want to look scrunchy, don't look scrunchy. Everybody has their own. Not probably just irritated somebody but hey. no I think it's good I think it's so refreshing to hear people say like because you so when people think of artists and they think of these things they think of very stereotypical artists and so Granola it's looking. yeah like you know like very I have to fit this mold I have to fit in I can't wear makeup yeah I have and you have... come in with your lashes done and great <laughs> nails and blonde hair and just say well, God gave me the blonde hair. My daughter fixes it and makes it natural all the time for me. <laughs> My nails, you know, and just... Well, you do nails as yeah. a business, too, right? I do nails as a business. Yeah. yeah, so it'd be hard to do that and not have Yeah, you can, you can be in there with man hands. Yeah. I could because most nail techs, if you look at their hands, don't wear nails. Oh, Is it harder? Well, it kind of ruins your nails a oh. lot. But I normally wear, like, I'd like stiletto nails because then I can't file off the sides because they're already filed off. So I like those. But um, if I wear those, then they really make holes in my pot. I normally do coffin-shaped nails because then I kind of have, I don't have to worry about the side as much and I don't have as big of a point. I know that's weird, but... No, I like it. I have to wear my nails however they work good with my pottery so I can still have both worlds. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, in high school, did you just try it just because it was just a class, or did you think, oh, wow, like, I really want to do that? I just love art. Yeah. And they and and when so I was, you knew that When I was on. in high school, they didn't have very many art classes. They really didn't have a lot. I remember telling one of the art teachers, I said, why can't you teach us something good? He goes, like, what? And I go, well, like calligraphy. Why don't you teach calligraphy? And he's like, if you find something you want to do, then bring it in and I'll, you know. So he let me work on it. But they didn't offer it. Yeah. Back then, I mean, I'm old. (laughs) They didn't offer a lot for girls. I took Uh. a, a mechanics class. 
Um, we learned how to change an air filter, and that was pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, because girls don't do those things, you know. Jeez. Now it's not. I mean, what one of the printing classes I took at Utah State, I wanted because I wanted to design album covers for you know a career. And so I had taken all the classes down here, and then I went to Utah State, and the professor wouldn't let me in his printing class. He said, I've never had a girl in my printing class, and I never will. Oh, Oh my gosh. So I got in his printing class. Oh, my gosh, Jerry. And then we had to do um, letterhead, and we had to do it with an insert in it. And so I did... Um, a butterfly with a light pink insert on the wings and he said you can't run pink on my press you couldn't even get it clean enough to run pink on my press so that's why I ran light pink oh yeah I can't don't tell me I can't do something or I will where did you get that like where what who taught you to if you wanted to do something no one's gonna stop you was that just who you are I think it's my dad my dad always told us that you know, work doesn't care who does it. Everybody's hand fits a shovel. So I think I always figured somebody did it somewhere. If they can do it, why can't I, you know? There's nothing to stop anyone. If you want to do something, you'll find a way to do it. Yeah, that's so interesting that you didn't let that misogyny stop you. Because so many women probably were like, oh, there's nothing I can do. He won't let me in. And you're like, yeah, you're going oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I get I get kind of crazy when women are running around. We're so, you know, held back. Well, no, you're only held back if you want to be held back. Right. You know, you don't have to have a big protest. You don't have to. You just find a way to do it and do it better than they think you can. And then they won't stop you. So you started learning about ceramics in high school, but you didn't really get to start firing stuff until college down here <laughs> yeah about 15 years ago so oh so it was only 15 years ago mm-hmm. okay yeah. how long between when you started ceramics between then and then like um, starting down here like 40 years I don't know. oh really yeah like raise my children i didn't do that much art while i was raising my kids hmm. i mean kind of a little because like i own two flower stores and I remember my um, one of my art professors came in my flower store and I said, I'm so sorry, I'm not doing anything with my art. And he goes, yes, you are. He goes, anything like this is artistic you're using your art. Nice. So I kind of like cross things. Like when I'm glazing a pot, sometimes if I don't know what to do with it, I'll think, if this was somebody's nails, what would I do? <laughs> or when I'm doing nails, a, I'll yeah. do the same thing. Or I'll, like, look at fabric. Or I'll look at tree bark. Or, you know, just weird things trying to get designs. Yeah. You know, just, I don't know. But that's, I, I was talking to you about this, like, a couple of weeks ago. Is I We were talking when we take photo shots or product shots, um, how diverse your style really is. Like, you, I never know what you're going to bring in. Like, you, even your colors, everything is just so different. I never different. know what I'm going to do. <laughs> that's awesome. That's I could cool never be a production skill, potter. I never yeah. could. But I was like that with when I had my flower store, too. Like, I had to have my help do the like the wire orders that would come in you know how you go to teleflora and you want number two you know yeah and so they've all got to be generically the same i'm not good at that because 
if a stem on that rose curves one way, then it's going to leave me some negative space that's not in the other one. And I, my negative and positive space has to balance or I go nuts. So I can't do generic stuff. So I would never make a good production powder. Okay, well, so let's talk about what all you make. I try to do functional pottery. Yeah. I do sculpture sometimes, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, I like functional because I don't want somebody to buy my work and set it on a shelf and never use it. Yeah. Because I just feel like... I, I like you know when you drive by a, by a house and mm-hmm. nobody lives in it, you can tell before you can get in that house that nobody lives in it. Yeah. Same with when you buy a set of dishes from Walmart or somewhere. Mm-hmm. When you pick up that plate, it has no feeling in it. Yeah. But handmade pottery has a soul in my head. Yeah. <laughs> my head's a little weird, so <laughs> that doesn't mean it really has one. But I feel like our love for that goes into it and you can feel it when you hold it that's why when somebody buys one of my mugs i tell them pick it up and hold it and make sure because everyone is gonna it just calls to you that's my mug i want that mug you know i still use the mug i bought from you every day oh i think i bought it oh geez when was it it was maybe in the summertime and then my husband started using it so I and went you said no. and I was like I'll go buy you your own so then oh. I went and I bought him his own actually I think I bought your mug over a year ago like a year and a half ago but yeah I use it every day oh that makes me so happy I love it I love it when people like send me pictures I have one lady that I I made a um the batter bowls that I make yeah so it was a, one of the big ones, and I and I made it for my daughter, for my youngest daughter. And one of our clients saw it, and she wanted it, and she would not let up until she got it. So I told my daughter, I'll just make you another one, which I still never have. Because, oh, no. <laughs> you know me, I get off on these little tangents and do other things. But she took that, and she put, she put it in about 20 different places in her house and wow. took pictures and sent it to me. It's in here today, and it's in here tomorrow. <laughs> you know, it was funny. so cool. I love it. But I have I have pieces that are like in Hawaii and wow. um, just all over. They'll send me pictures of them, and I'm just like, oh, I love it. That's really cool. I need to get happy. one of those bowls. It's on my list. There's so many things that there I are so, want. especially the smaller ones, the yeah. egg scramblers. Those egg scramblers are the handiest thing you're ever gonna get. Yeah. Because you can just scramble your eggs in them, pour them out, or if you want to do your eggs in the microwave, throw them uh-huh. in the microwave. You know, they wash up so easy if you want yeah. to make your gravy in them. Like, yeah. I'm kind of lazy lately, and I just use store-bought gravy, the kind in the bottle, dump it in there, heat it up, set it on the table. It looks pretty on the table. You didn't have to dirty a whole bunch of dishes. You know, hey, I'm all for easy stuff. But that's why I like functional pottery, because... It, it can look pretty. You can bake something in it and then put it right on your table. Yeah. I have one client that I still haven't got them made for that she wants me to make um, trays because I, I make trays sometimes and you can use them like platters to put your turkeys on yeah. or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And she wants them for like her garlic bread. Oh. So she can throw them in the oven. Yeah. Make her garlic bread put it right on the table and it looks pretty yeah so i just i love that kind of a thing yeah i don't really want to make like 
I mean, I make vases sometimes, but I don't like something that just sits there. I want it to get used so that when you pick it up, you feel something, you know? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I love it. That's awesome. Um, so, okay. So you talked about how you started learning ceramics and then, so tell me more about how you find inspiration for your pieces. You've kind of talked a little bit about that already. I, I just look at a lot of stuff. Like I look at Pinterest all the time. I look at Facebook all the time. I look at in the grocery stores all the time to get ideas for shapes. And then I look at like when people hold things, how it works, if I need to change it so that it'll work different or, and then I have a lot of clients that'll tell me to make me this, but I want it like this. Mm -hmm. Or my kids, my kids are the worst. Mom, I want a soap dispenser that has the sponge holder connected and a place to put my ring. Yeah. So I guess I should give the credit to my children for telling me what to make. They make, they strain my brain probably more than anybody. That's funny. Trying to figure out how to do, I'm like, what? Especially since I am not good at collaring in. Are all your kids artistic then? Oh yeah. 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 I have two daughters. They're both really artistic. We all go a different way. Like my youngest, she's really good at charcoal. She loves charcoal. That's her favorite medium. My oldest is really good at watercolor. Yeah. I prefer oils if I'm doing landscapes, pastels if I'm doing faces. Yeah. You know, so we all have different mediums. My granddaughter, she's 14. She's really good. I think you're you're born with a certain talent. Yeah. And then you can expand on that however much you choose to. But I think the fact that, like, I was around stuff my whole life. My mom's artistic. Mm-hmm. My grandma was really crafty and artistic. So I, I, we didn't go to galleries and stuff like that. But, I mean, they were always making something. Yeah. So I kind of learned a little bit that way and then expanded on that. My kids have been around galleries and stuff their whole life, been around painting. I didn't, like, paint a lot when they were little Mm -hmm. because I was busy raising my kids and working to support us and stuff like that. I was a single mom a lot, a lot, like, most of their life. (laughs) But, like, when it was Halloween, I'd make, like gingerbread houses that were spooky and you know just do crazy i used to do a lot of cakes and just so they've always been around artistic stuff i would paint the windows of our house i would you know paint their faces we always made their costumes that's fine you know just just you know things that normal people we always thought normal everybody did but everybody doesn't yeah that's i feel like that's pretty rare especially nowadays yeah my kids a lot my kids told me that they just thought everybody grew up doing those things yeah and then when they got older they found out they didn't (laughs) so they're probably kicking me now but (laughs) but my granddaughter it was really interesting a couple years ago she came home for christmas break Mm -hmm. And she was in at the kitchen table and just drawn away. And we're like, what are you doing? And she says, I'm going to work on my trees. I'm going to do nothing but draw trees all Christmas break because I need my trees to be better. 
Wow. And her little friend was over, and they were both drawn, and her and she goes, she does the best trees of anybody in our class. Oh, and wow. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, you're so cute. <laughs> when she was little, she had this this art table. We finally, I, I, I like to paint heads, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is kind of creepy sometimes. <laughs> I painted this huge head of her, and she would pack it all over the house. <laughs> I can't say they look like the Monopoly heads or whatever, you know. Yeah. Clue. Is it Clue? I don't remember which game it is, one of them. But anyway, we finally hung it above her art table. That's awesome. So she would just sit there and draw them, though, try to draw heads. She's just really talented. She's been, like, we we constantly are going to a gallery or something, and she'll go with us. We'll go look at art stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, she loves it. But she's really, really smart, too. Yeah. We, we all got lucky. We're right on left brain. Okay. So, but that makes it where you'll never be really great at anything because you're always too all over the place. <laughs> See, I feel like that's my problem. I'm all over the place. I dabble in everything. So yeah. I'm not really an expert at anything. Well, I had my palm read one time and he said, you know, a lot, a little bit about a lot of things, but not a lot about anything. That's me to a T. I like to say that I'm a jack of all trades and a master of none. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. I dig it. (laughs) I think all the good people are. Yeah. Yeah. I think most, it doesn't matter if you're really great at something. It's just if you have the courage to try. Yeah. Um, When I was in music school, uh, the guy, gosh, I can't remember which professor. It must have been Professor Wilson. And he said 99% of the people that make it in music are not the most talented. They're the people that keep showing up. Yep. And he was like, so all you guys with the chip on your shoulder thinking that you, the world owes you, he's like, you're going to have to go through the ringer like everybody else. And he's right. Like, I've yeah. seen so many people, like, when you quit, you quit. And you can be so good. You can be a perfectionist all you want. But if you're not putting it out. Well, you just have to try. I, I read this thing last night. And it was, Van Gogh was 29 years old before he ever took an art class. Mm. He was going to be something else, like a carpenter or something. And he couldn't make it. So then he took an art class, went to art school. Grandma Moses was 76 before she ever painted. And she's pretty famous. I used to tell my kids I'm going to be the next Grandma Moses because I don't have time to paint right now. (laughs) Um... Some of the actors were like in their forties. Like yeah. I think Harrison Ford was in his forties. Yeah, he was a carpenter. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I kept I kept mixing that story up because I thought he was a taxi driver, but he wasn't. He was a carpenter when he was discovered for his first movie, which was uh, Star Wars. Was that his first or movie? Indiana Jones? I feel like Indiana Jones is really old. <laughs> yeah, I think Samuel Jackson was like that too. I think yeah. he was older too. So if you want to do something, you just have to put it in your head and go for it. Yeah. Although you you can't be one of those people that that's all you're gonna do because if you don't make it, you're screwed. <laughs> I knew this one Potter. I love him to death, but I'm not gonna say names, but. He just... You know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) He's really good. He's really, really good. But he could never make it financially, so somebody else always had to pack the weight. Mm. But he finally has grown up and realized that sometimes you have to go other routes. Mm. So That's why my pottery is not my job. 
I'm not amazing. I'm not just the best potter in the world. I just love it. It's not my job. It's my outlet. One of my professors told me one time, you don't center clay, clay centers you. And I feel like when I've had a stressful day, I go play in the mud. You know, if I've had a day that's just drenching, you know, me emotionally, and I just need to calm down, I just go play in the mud. Or if I've had a happy day, I just go play in the mud. I I like how you call it playing in the mud. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm always covered in mud. Yeah, I guess I've never done it, so I don't know, but I imagine it probably would be pretty messy. I'm always covered in mud and glitter. Yep. And it used to be, I'd be like, I can't go to town because I have to change my clothes. Well, if I have to change my clothes every time I get mud or glitter on me, I, I'm going to be constantly changing my clothes. So now I don't even care. I don't care. But my kids are like, you've got mud on your shoes. I don't care. You should make a coffee cup that says that. <laughs> Covered in mud and glitter. I like it. Yeah, I like that too. And I think, but I think you can tell too. Well, actually, I don't know if you can tell, but it it's surprising how many and how much your stuff resonates with with people. Like people are drawn to your like your your yeah. your mugs like fly off the shelf. Like they, they go so fast. And I wonder if it's because it's that energy, like of practicality and just fun. But it's just so. And you have such a diverse style. Oh, I but love that. Yeah, makes me happy. I mean, you. I mean, you've had a great season here. Oh, I know. I was shocked. Yeah. I did not expect to say that much. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, I gotta make more. I know your shelves are getting low again. I know, I know they're full so for low. like a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, my kiln broke. Well, and I took some time off too. I didn't let myself throw from the time I finished my last firing for Christmas until New Year's Day. I told myself, that's it. No firing. Because I was firing two or three times a week, and wow. that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of work to, you know, be putting in there. So I, I, I didn't do anything but work and throw. That was it. I'd be out there till 11 o'clock at night. The kids lock me out of the house a lot. <laughs> I tell them I'm going out to throw, and they forget. And then I have to walk all the way around the house because the front door has the key code. I mean, the you know, yeah. push the thing in. <laughs> yeah, the back one doesn't. And they're like, oh, yeah, because it's so far, Mom. And I'm like... When you've been sitting in one position for 15 hours, you know, between... Because doing nails is the same position that throwing is. So, trying to walk after you sit like that (laughs) is not real easy. So, I got to walk all the way around the house. I custom. So, now they're they're more careful to make sure if I'm in the house or not. (laughs) I feel like I was in trouble. You weren't in the house by 11 o'clock, so we locked you out. I am really lucky, though. Ain't no man in my shed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, most people couldn't play like I do because they'd have to come in and fix dinner. Mm. So they'd get stopped all the time. But I don't have that problem because my daughter makes dinner. She does make me come in and eat. But, in fact, they'll call me to tell me dinner's ready and I don't answer. So (laughs) they send somebody out to get me and then they... 
I usually finish what I'm doing and they'll say, what took you so long? They don't even wait for me anymore. They just eat. <laughs> but they make sure that I eat. My granddaughter watches. If I don't eat my breakfast, she has a fit. My daughter puts my breakfast in the fridge. You'd think I'd be skinny because I never eat, but no. I That's a nice setup, though. I kind of wish I had that. I know. Because people come get me when it's time to eat. And it's the best. <laughs> yeah, but I, I've already paid my dues. You got to yeah. do that, you know, when the kids are little, you got to make dinner. Yeah. Although, when I got divorced, I quit making dinner. <laughs> but they were a little older, you know, by the time I got that time. Because I've been divorced twice. And one of them said, Mom, you have to understand. We're used to you cooking dinner every day. You've always done it. I said, you have to understand. You have a car nor where Taco Bell is. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it. I, I thought you were going to be like, you have to understand that I hated it every day. <laughs> No, it is hard. Oh, I hate it. I mean, like, I love, you know what? I loved cooking up until I had to. And then now that I have to, I'm like, oh. I always loved cooking, and I loved figuring out new things to cook. Mm -hmm. But I hate cleaning it up. Me too. If I could cook and not clean, I feel like I could do that. When I I was young, I was lucky because with all my brothers, my mom could cook. If she did cook, you did not eat it. (laughs) So my dad taught me to cook when I was really young. So my brothers would do anything if I would feed them. So they always, and, and to this day, you know, if I need something done, I'll make it cookies. <laughs> you know? Do you think that sometimes uh, that they behave the way they do with you because they feel like surrogate mother kind of thing? Yeah. Like you fed them and you were like the... The punk- bossy one? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm the oldest... Yeah. Oh, oh you, you were the older Leo. Oh, Leo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they probably look at you as like a step-in mom, huh? Yeah. They've said that before. Well, in fact, one of them told me one time, Jerry, you need to understand we're grown and you can cut the umbilical cord. <laughs> like, oh, I guess so. You're 30. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you do. You worry about them, you know? Yeah. And now they worry about me. But. That's good. Yeah. It is good. Well, yeah. Then they then they should be unloading your trailer all the time. <laughs> yeah. I fed you. <laughs> I took you fishing. <laughs> one time I took one of my brothers fishing. He's such a jerk. I, w- I lived in Salt Lake, and he says, please come down, take me fishing. I'm like, okay. So it was around Halloween, and we had to carve pumpkins. I worked at a bank. We had to carve pumpkins. We were having a pumpkin contest. So I just figured I'll bring my pumpkin, and I'll carve it while he's fishing, right? So I come down from Salt Lake to take him fishing. I'm sitting there carving my, my pumpkin, and this guy comes up trying, so you're here by yourself? And he's like, No. And he looks over and he goes, oh, is that your brother? <laughs> he said yes. Yeah. My hair was short back then, so I'm going to say it's because of that. I won't say it's because I was still skinny back then and about as flat as a board, but oh my gosh. Yeah. He's the one that's like a psychologist, you know? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. 
<laughs> he doesn't know what damage he did to you. Yeah, he did so much damage. So much trouble. No. <laughs> well, last year at the farmer's market, I had my, you know how, like, when it gets really hot, I tuck my hair up in my hat and my sides are shaved. So this little boy is, like, following me around and I'm like, what are you doing? And he was like, oh, I thought I knew you. I thought you were my friend Jason. And I was like, you don't know me. And I'm not a man. <laughs> I'm like nine months pregnant, and he's just like, I yeah, thought you were a guy. You didn't look pregnant. You didn't. Yeah, because I just am big all the time. No, you no. didn't. Yeah. You didn't get very big. <laughs> I honestly didn't know you were pregnant until the very end. I know. Neither did Cineroller, you know, her. She was just like, oh, well, she, I was like, yeah, I'm pregnant. And she's like, well, you can't be due very soon. I was like, I'm due next week. I was like, I've been pregnant this whole time. And she's like, you're pregnant? <laughs> I know, you didn't look pregnant. Yeah, your, your stomach really didn't get uh-uh. it. It's because yeah. I'm already, like, really tall and wide, and so it just they just stay in there. Yeah. Ira, too. Yeah, I was like that, too. I just looked bad, not pregnant. Yeah, see, I was but just... But you didn't look And bad. I'm already chubby. Everybody already... No, like, not. I'm already, like, a little plumper running around, and so everybody's just like, it's cat. I, if anything, <laughs> I lose a little weight when I get pregnant because I can't eat because I'm so sick all the time, and everybody's like, oh, awesome. you look so good. Have you lost weight? And I'm like, yes, because I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> What what question okay. are you guys? Uh, we covered the inspiration for pieces. So, what's your favorite thing to make? Is next bowls. I love to make bowls. <laughs> My kids. One day they're like, "Are you gonna make anything besides bowls?" <laughs> so then I started making mugs. <laughs> I just look at it like I'm making a bowl and putting a, a mini handle bowl with on the it. handle. Yeah. <laughs> I love making to make a bowls. bowl and putting a handle I on like, it. I just love to make bowls. Big bowls, little bowls. I don't care. But I, big I, bowls are my favorite. Yeah. I love to make great, big, huge bowls. Yeah, you had a beautiful one. That big white one with the blue oh, down the center. Oh, didn't that turn out oh, yeah. That was gorgeous. Uh, I love that. Yeah. It sold really fast. Yeah, she was, just so you know, she was like, I have this salad that I make for the whole family, and it'll look beautiful in this oh. bowl. And I was like, okay. Oh. That's so cool. I was telling yeah. her I need to get her the one with the handle, like the mixing bowl or like the egg bowl. I oh, need the, one of those. The scramblers, yeah, yeah the, those are the pretty handle popular on it. too. I need one of those really badly. I like that pig one out there. I can't like nobody's bought it. I love that pig bowl. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it hasn't been there very long, but. No, I was like, yeah, it's been like bowl are you talking about? But Three now weeks? I, huh, yeah, it's like on the second show. Yeah. 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 If it's not gone the first day, I think nobody loved it or something. It's. <laughs> It's an orphan. Nobody loves it. <laughs> Has to be the right person to come in. Oh, I just, I love that one. I can't take the rejection. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm going to take it back home. <laughs> you don't need this. <laughs> um, so for a bowl, what, how long or what does the process look like that for that? You just take your clay and you wedge your clay. I don't wedge very good. I don't know. I just kind of throw it on there. <laughs> and then... Have you ever watched Ghost? Yeah. Okay, it's like that. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, how much time would you say goes into making, like, a really big bowl? Have you ever timed yourself? You know what? I have timed myself making mugs, but not bowls. 
And especially when you're making a big one, because and pretty much everything just depends on your day. You can have a day where you can sit there and like I have drying racks, like bread racks. Mm-hmm. I have two of them. They have plastic covers on so I can throw everything in there when they're wet. And then that helps them to dry slower. And I can go out there in one day and I can fill them both clear full. Wow. Or I can go out there in one day and I can not have a dang thing. Really? Yeah. Just depends on if you're on if you're on the good frame, you know, got the going for you, then you just keep throwing. You don't stop. Wow. So there's no mediocre days and not for me. Yeah. I, for, probably for normal people. Right. For I mean, there are people that they throw every day all day long, and but for me, it's just like. Or I can go out there and I tell myself, okay, I have to make this casserole dish. And I will try 15 times and I'll just ruin it. And finally I'll be like, screw it. I'm making something else. And that will turn out great. That's why I I told you I had that one lady waited three years for a casserole dish. Because she wanted a red one and I did not want to do a red one. There was just something about it. I just, I don't like red. with nails my clients are always like I know you won't let me have red but (laughs) really yeah I don't love red huh I don't know there are some of my clients I'll put red on just because red is that's what they need but most of them I'm like I'm not doing Dorothy's shoes I'm just not doing it (laughs) my clients are so good to me they're so good to me if I don't want to do something I don't do it (laughs) they're they're like Okay, I got this idea, this idea, and this idea, but I know you're going to do what you want. I'm like, yeah. So, thanks for the ideas. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That takes confidence. I know. That's amazing. I like it. I don't know if it's confidence or just a pain in the butt. It's both, but I like it. (laughs) I mean, I'm into it. I love you, You like pain. You like to be abused. See? You make a good client. (laughs) So I tell them, I abuse you, and you pay me for it. (laughs) What what did you say? You're like, I'm good at two things. Oh, my dad said you should do what you're good at. I'm good at talking, and then they hand me money. So, okay. Well, for your mugs, how long does it take you then? Since I you can know throw a mug one. in three minutes. Wow, really? Yeah. Like with the handle and everything? No, that's not the handle. Oh, there, okay. There's a whole process. Like you have to throw it and yeah. then you have to let it set up. Okay. So then you have to let it get to the leather hard and then you trim it and then you pull the handle and put the handle on it. Okay. And then you let it dry all the way. And once it gets to be totally dry, then you bisque fire it. And then after you bisque fire it, you'll glaze it, and then you'll glaze fire it. And then if you're going to put decals on it or anything, then you do a third firing. So if, okay. so say you were going to put just your glazes on it from throwing it to drying time to bisque to end. How long does that take? About two weeks. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so you can't tell me I want this, and I'm going to have it for you tomorrow because doesn't work like that no i can't control how fast they're gonna dry right wow so and if i throw them in too fast they just break they blow up oh really yeah that's why i was really careful this christmas i started early (laughs) is it because there's moisture in it that Mm -hmm. it blows up okay yeah yeah because it's like you put it in that kiln and it's like steam oh so it'll just explode 
Wow. Yeah, and then that's take out everything next to it. Jeez. Yeah. I've done really good lately. I haven't had any. I had never had anything blow up until last year. I had three killed moths blow up. Wow. Yeah. But it was because I was, I had so many orders and I was trying to get everything done. And it just was not, it was just too much. Wow. But this year, everybody, they know how stressed I got the year before. So they ordered early. And I told everybody, I'm starting Christmas now. I started Christmas in like August. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Because you brought all your Christmas stuff in the last week of October. Yeah. (laughs) One thing I learned, though, when I had my flower stores with Christmas stuff, if you're going to sell it, you better have it in the store before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I know everybody's always like, let us have Thanksgiving first. Well, that's all fine and dandy, but people are going to buy their stuff. And especially this last year where we were going through COVID. Yeah. You know, people were like getting, they didn't know what to expect. And the only thing they do know to expect is Christmas is going to come. So I'm going to be ready for it. So they started early, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. And I think a lot of people bought local from local artists this year. Yeah. And I think that's really great because they understand that if they buy from us, we spend our money with them and it's just a circle yeah so it it you know if you order something from china you might have got it you might not have because of shipping with covid right yeah but you'll buy something from us and then we're going to take that money and we're going to buy something for our kids and buy groceries and you know it just goes around we support each other and i think a lot of people are understanding that right now yeah and it's really kind of it's kind of nice yeah i like it that was the one benefit of COVID. Yeah. yeah. Is that everybody? Well, people are getting more into, like, being self-sufficient. I like right. that. I yeah. like that people are trying to grow their own food right now, and they're, or they're buying from farmers, or they're, like, getting chickens in their yards, mm-hmm. and making their own bread, and... Yeah. I think that's good, because yeah. then they know what they're eating, and there's just something you get out of eating a piece of bread that you made yourself it tastes so much better it is it's so good and like when you're a little kid didn't you love that feeling when you walk in the house and it smelled like bread yeah or, that's my favorite smell in the world fresh bread oh yeah. homemade bread i love homemade bread me too yeah. me too <laughs> <laughs> i made sourdough bread starting in january last year i finally convinced myself to do it and so i had I'd go through like three loaves a week. Yeah. And it's a good thing they ran out of the creamed honey. The Helena's honey, their creamed honey. (laughs) I would just put butter and honey and I would eat that all day. You know what though? Honey's so good for you. It is. Probably the quality I was eating. I had had she knows. I was buying like the huge tubs. Did you have allergies bothering you? Nope. That's why. Yeah, I still I go through a local five honey man. Tub, I like, know I was like she always weeks. gets a five. I joke about how she's our best customer, but she is. I, I'm lucky. I have a brother that has bees, so. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I'm covered in every aspect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds like it. Jeez. Yeah. Like my stamp. brothers need to get it together. <laughs> yeah. If anybody needs stamps, I have a brother that makes my stamps now. He can make you some. I'll volunteer him. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. Yeah. It's good. That's awesome. Uh, okay, well then, how long have you been selling your ceramics? 
I started putting it in the salon because, you know, we have a salon. So I started putting it in there and selling it out of there. But the first farmer's market I did was with you two years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was my first, really. I mean, the only reason I did it in the salon is because everybody say, can you make me this? Can you make me Because I'd make stuff just for the fun of it and then yeah. give it away, you know? Yeah. And then people started, will you make me this? Will you make me that? And so then I started charging. So you got back into pottery about 15 years ago, and you've only been selling it for two. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I like it. I've done, like, one of the restaurants. I do their mugs oh, that they sell. Yeah. And I've been doing that for probably four or five years for them. Mm. Oh, wow. So I just been, I've been selling stuff, just not like farmer's markets. Yeah, like actively doing it because you keep saying it's not your job. Yeah, it's not my job. I don't want it to be my job. I feel like I know how I am when Mm -hmm. it comes to business. If it's my job, I'm going to work really, really hard at it. But then I won't love it so much anymore. Like, I don't love arranging flowers anymore. I love flowers. But when you go four days without sleeping because you have so many orders to get done, it's not fun anymore. Yeah. So I don't want pottery to be like that. Right. I just want it to be fun. I just want to love it. And if I want something fun to do, I go play in my shit. That's good to have that kind of boundary, though. Yeah. Like well, that's I'm really hard for people. I'm lucky because I have a job that I love. You know, yeah. some people that are potters are trying really, really hard to be able to do it full time because they love it and they hate their job. But I love my job. I love doing nails, and I just kind of fell into that. So because I was managing a restaurant, and then I wasn't doing that anymore, and I'm like, what am I gonna do? You know? And I'd always been pretty much in management. And I thought, I don't need money in nails. Why would I? Because my, my husband at the time said, go do nails. I'm like, why would I do that? Well, he goes, well, you love nails. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but that's, I go, there wouldn't be any money in that. But yeah, there is. Yeah. I know yeah. some people who make dang good money doing nails. And it's just fun. And you love your client. And like, I have ADD. So for me to sit and do the same thing all day long, doesn't work, but nails works because I have a different client every hour, hour and a half, you know, mm-hmm. different set of nails, different everything. I never have time to get bored. Right. You know, I love it. I don't ever have a day when I get up and say, oh, shoot, I got to go to work. Yeah. And I don't get lost going to work either because I don't have to I just go in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice little setup. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really lucky. I know you're making me think that I should do nails. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I should do nails. This is I have ADD. This sounds I great. Love, I like I everything that nails. you're. I like everything that you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what's something that you wish that people who are buying handmade ceramics understood? That it's not something that they they can just make in a day. I think a lot of people, it just depends. People that understand art, they're the ones that that buy it and love it. People, some people are like, 
I like my niece. She sends me a picture. I love these dishes. Make me some. No, <laughs> that's another artist's work. <laughs> if you love their work, buy their work. Yeah. You know, it's like they've worked really hard to get that design. They worked really hard to come up with that. Why would I make that for you? That's not my style. Right. So, and if, or they'll find something at Walmart. I want one of these. Then buy the one from Walmart. <laughs> because what I make is not going to be like that. That was made in a mold. Oh. They're slip cast in a mold. They're not as strong. Yeah, your stuff has good weight to it. Yeah, it's... Yeah. It's, it's you know, ceramics is it's really strong. Yeah. Like my brother, I made him, the one that has bees, I made him a, a keychain that had bees on it, you know? And he's like, guaranteed in a week, that'll be broke. I said, no, it won't. And he goes, okay, we'll see. <laughs> Puts it on his keys. He comes back to me six months later. Look. He goes, will you make some for my friends? They want some. They're jealous because they have bees, too, because they're all friends, you know? So I made a bunch for him to give to his friends. But because the, the thicker you do the ceramic, the stronger it is. Oh. So, like, for bakeware and stuff, you try to make it a little, like, the ones I made you for your, for the keychains and stuff like that, they're thicker. Yeah. Because you don't want them to break. Right. Hmm. Yeah. The dishes I have, they're from Ikea, and they're very, very fragile. Yeah. Yeah, you worry when you put them in the dishwasher. Are they going to cling against each other? I know. I know. Yeah, no. I mean, we have... I mean, I used to buy plates from the store, and then uh, Monty's mom made us a set, because she used to do ceramics. And I'm so... Like, we've been married... You know, like we've been together for 12 years, but we've been married for 10 and we've had those plates for 10 years and they haven't chipped. They haven't dinged or anything like that. They're so beautiful. And you can throw them in the microwave. You can throw them in the oven. You can throw them in the dishwasher. Yeah, they're great. Yep. I'm all about it. I I won't buy a non-ceramic plate anymore. No. I I, I can't drink out of a store-bought mug. Yeah, I don't like them. I mean, I have a few still, but I still love, like, I love the one you gave me, that tulip-shaped one. I, I drink out of that one all the time. Uh-huh. Oh, and the next one. Okay. Uh, what's something that's been a surprise for you since you started Sunshine Ceramics? How much people buy my stuff. I know. You're always shocked. <laughs> Every time I walk up to you after the market, I'm like, how'd you do it? You're like, oh my gosh, I, I sold a lot. I don't even know what I'm going to do. I know because when I make something, I don't really make it thinking, what does the public want? I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> Probably should do that. But I look at it like, what do I feel like making today? Okay. I want to make this if nobody wants it. Oh, well. I, I like it. I don't care. <laughs> but, but I learned one thing, though, when I had my flower store. There's always somebody that loves something. You can hate it yourself. That doesn't mean somebody else isn't going to love it. Right. It's crazy. One time I, when I had my flower store, my plants would come in in little baskets and stuff like that. But then I would decorate them so they weren't boring, you know. And my daughter, she was probably like seven at the time 
Grandma, Mom, let me make one. Let me make one. And finally, I'm like, okay, whatever. So she goes in the trash because I said, you can use some of that. I'm not letting her use the good stuff, right? <laughs> she goes in the trash, pulls out some dried stuff because I always put dried stuff in them. So she puts some dried stuff in there. She pulls a bow off the wall because if I make a bow and I didn't, I didn't need to use it for something, I'd stick it on this little board on the wall. So if I did need a bow and it was the right one, I'd grab it. So I let her take a bow off there. She put it on there. She put it on the shelf with all the other plants. So then the next morning, I was going to come to work and take it and fix it, you know, because I didn't want to leave something my seven-year-old did out there. So this guy follows me in, walks right over there, picks it up and buys it. First one before I could even change it. He loved it. Thought it was great. Another time I got these little, these roses in because I bought a whole bunch of bulk roses. I get these roses and they were the ugliest thing you've ever seen. They looked like pod people. So, of course, me, I screwed around. I made pod people out of them. They were like sitting on chairs. They were eating hamburgers and fries because I had a cake and candy supply store in my flower store with them. So I had all that to draw from. So I, I made weird, weird things with these roses. This guy walks in, how much are those? And I'm like, they're not for sale. Which I'm an idiot, because I should have sold them for a lot of money. But did I? No, because that was when I was still new, didn't realize. You know, instead I, I'm thinking, they're ugly, why would you buy? Instead I could have said, those are really creative, those are a lot of money, you know. And I yeah. could have made a lot of money on them, but I'm a dummy. But I, I just, I learned with that, that people, everybody likes different things. Yeah. So, you, I mean, like, I feel like you've still found an untapped market. You should start making those again because it's like <laughs> flowers for dudes. You know, you could go get them for your boyfriends and stuff or husbands. Yeah, but and they then I'd have, to, I'd have to get roses that come in and look like pod people. Oh, right, 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 right. It's not a, it's yeah, not it's a repeatable just, it's just incident. Screen. I'm a pod person. I don't want to be a regular rose. <laughs> I was meant for more. Um, uh, if you could start all over, what's one thing that you wish you would have known? Probably. Nothing. I wouldn't do anything different. Really? No. I love that. I love, I love it. When I love my life. That. I love... I'm just really, really lucky. And yeah, I've had some hard times. We've all had hard times in our life. But there has always been someone put in front of me that's been there when I needed them. There's always been somebody there to help me to get through the rough times. So, and I'm not going to say I'm smart and I've always learned from my mistakes because obviously I'm not. And I do the same thing over and over and then God just keeps putting me through that until I figure it out. But I don't know. I've just been really, really lucky. And then I, I read this book one time. Have you ever read The Secret? Yeah. Yep. Okay, there's a book that came after that that's written by a lot of the same people. It's called Happy for No Reason. Have you read that? Uh-uh. Read that book. Okay. I have bought that book so many times, I always end up giving it to somebody. It's the best book I've ever read. Is the best. It's something you want to read for the rest of your life. It just teaches you that, I mean, they tell you, you make a choice. If you're happy or not, you make that choice. But you don't really get that because it, you always think, oh, I've had such a hard time. This and this was done to me. And you play the victim because, you know, you're in that frame of mind. But after you read this book, it gives you all these little exercises that you do. And, and normally if I read a book, I'll sit and read the whole thing. 
and I don't stop till I'm done. But that one, when I read it, I read like one chapter a day and I did the little exercises every okay. day. And, and I just feel like it made me realize that I don't care what's going on. I'm going to have a good day. I don't care. You are like that, though. If the world falls down around me, that's all right. I'm still going to have a good day. I love that. Because we choose, you know. Uh, We can cry, but is that going to make our day any better? Is it going to make those problems go away? No, it's not. And and if we're crying and stressing, we can't think straight enough to fix the problem. Right. But if we're going to stay positive and go at it, with a good frame of mind, we can figure it out and we can get where we need to go. So. What did you say the book was called again? Happy for no reason. Happy, that should be your tagline. It should be sunshine ceramics. Be happy for no reason. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> I did. I did sunshine ceramics because when I was younger, you know, like when you're in your teens and every guy I ever dated, I was calling me sunshine. I can see that. Yeah. So I you're just, still pretty sunshiny. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I did that. And then I figure if I if I did Jerry's ceramics, then it would just be me. But if I do sunshine ceramics, when my daughter, my granddaughter, starts getting good enough to sell her work, then she can be part of it. Yeah. Because oh, I just got her a wheel. Cute. Yeah. So she's she just made the cutest. She wanted an incense burner. She's like, Grandma, I need an incense burner. I said, go make it. <laughs> so she goes out there and she made a mushroom with a butt. <laughs> and the incense goes... In the butt? Yeah. <laughs> she made a mushroom <laughs> with a butt. Yeah. That's 14. Yeah, she's 14. <laughs> she's a 14-year-old who has incense. Like, that sounds like... She's a 14-year-old that puts incense in a mushroom's but this girl, she drinks tea. She loves tea. She she loves tofu. Oh, she's she's an old soul. That's so funny. Mature. Yeah. Well, when you said she likes going to galleries. I yeah. kind of got that vibe, and that she yeah. did and spend, plays the viola. Yeah, she chooses to play the viola. And she spent her winter break drawing yeah. trees. I I can relate to that. I feel like that's an old soul kind yeah. of. Yeah. I mean, I can't say anything about the viola. I played the accordion. So. <laughs> Do you really? I don't anymore. Oh, my gosh. But I did, Jerry, yeah. you're my favorite. I played person. the accordion, the clarinet, the guitar, the organ, and the piano. Wow. And now I can't even play the radio. <laughs> now I have to... I have a phone. I just got a new phone. It's been sitting at the house for, like, four days because I'm waiting for my kid to have time to... So you had to transfer everything over. Oh, (laughs) oh, that's nice. Yeah. Well, because I'm used to just going in the store and they do it all for me. But yeah. But now I have it even easier than that. I just (laughs) told my son-in-law I want a new phone. This is the one I want. He calls his buddy that works at the Verizon store. They order it for me because you had to pre-order it. You know, the new Galaxy ones that just came out. Yeah. So he brings it home. Here's your phone. I'm I'm so spoiled. Yeah, I was like, I, I want to grow up and be Jerry. I know, I know. Everybody's like, you'll date again. You'll find a man. I don't want a man. <laughs> you were telling me this yeah, the other day. My, I loved my poor it. son-in-law. I mean, I don't want a man. I, I he he changes the oil in my car. I never had a husband that did that. 
Not without complaining and throwing a wrench, you know. I, I mean, I have two son-in-laws. I have seven brothers. Why would I want to get married? All your bases covered. Yeah. Taken care of. And I don't have to do laundry. I don't have to cook. I don't have to do anything. If you have a guy, you got to do a lot of stuff. Yeah, they come. Yeah, they need to. They take a lot of time. <laughs> they do. Yeah. And if I go play in the mud, then they want to come watch me. <laughs> My brother's so funny. One of my brothers, he's like, you need a couch out here so I can come and sit and watch you. And I said, no, I don't. And his, his, his wife looked at him. She goes, she don't want you hanging out with her. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> Which I do want him hanging out with me. But I'm throwing I like to be by myself. I do love him. You know who you are. And I love you. <laughs> I think I might love his wife more, though. But don't tell him. Well, you just did. Oh, he dang. probably won't listen. Yeah, yeah. no one yeah. listens to us. No, <laughs> he has the best wife. It's his second wife, and she's perfect. She is so perfect. Maybe she's you a- should get yourself a woman, Jerry. No, they're worse. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I got divorced the first time, I moved to Salt Lake. Yeah, and I worked for a mortgage company for a brokerage, and one of the girls that I worked with. She would, I would help her with some of her loans and we would go to this place for her meetings to to close all her deals. And all the girls that worked there would always think because I was with her that I was, so they would start chasing me. Oh. (laughs) And I take it as a really good compliment Uh because they were beautiful. (laughs) So... If they want to chase me, they can chase me, but I'm sorry, I don't go that way. <laughs> but they can go whatever the way they want. I don't care. I love it, Jerry. <laughs> I love that nothing's off, nothing's off the table with Jerry. We can talk about anything. Yeah, I love that. Um, okay, so what uh, motivates and inspires you to keep going with your ceramics? I think, I think you kind of, if you, there's something you love, you don't have a choice. You know, it's like, what do I want to do today? I'm going to go play in the mud. I don't, I, it's, it's like, what do I want to do today? Breathe, you know? It's mm. kind of the same. Yeah. I, you know, I thought maybe if I did find a guy that was a lot of fun, would I, would I give him the time that, that I put into ceramics? But I don't know. I don't know. Because I love ceramics. And it doesn't ask me for anything. You know? Yeah. Although it does take up a lot of time. <laughs> I love it. What's uh, what's something that you failed at, and what did you learn from it? Marriage. I failed at marriage. I think that's the only thing I've ever failed at. I suck at, I suck at being married. I love you. Can I say? I'm an enabler. I could take the perfect guy and ruin him in two seconds. Like, just sit there, honey. Let me do it all for you. <laughs> that's about the only thing I think I could ever fail at, though. Oh, that's good. That's really funny. I love it. 
But at least you're you're content, you yeah. know, like you're satisfied with how everything has turned out. It's not like you. Of course. Yeah. Look at my life. <laughs> People would kill to have my life. We've been over this, Anna. It's perfect. <laughs> All my clients are always like, you're so spoiled. Because <laughs> my daughters are so good. I don't know how I got such good kids. That's awesome. I, I'm just lucky. Mm, I think you had a lot to do with it. I think they turn out good in spite of me, not because of me. <laughs> so I didn't always make the best choices. But oh my yeah. Would you say they, they have been your biggest success then? Oh, yeah. Your kids? Oh, yeah. By far. <sighs> I'm really lucky. My kids are both really good. I don't worry about them. If I were to die today, they'd both be fine. I think that's that's our main thing in life if we have children mm-hmm. is to make sure that if something were to ever happen to us they'd be fine to stand on their own and my kids definitely stand on their own if I tried to enable them they wouldn't let me there because there are people in life that it's easy to enable and there are people in life that are independent and you can't mm-hmm. and my kids are very independent and they take care of themselves just fine they're good and they, and they won't let anything stop them my oldest daughter she worked as a mechanic fixing machinery at Quality Park. She was one of the few girls they'd ever had, and she was the youngest adjuster they'd ever had. Wow. She crawled underneath those machines that had fire and all kinds of stuff, fixing them, like, even when she was nine months pregnant. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Wow. She's just really smart. She's really smart. That's why her and my son-in-law make such a good team, because... They're, they both, they own a wrecking yard. And she's really good when it comes to cars. She grew up around that. Her dad could build cars. You know, and so she just, she's just so smart. And so she keeps everything organized. And they already make, they have more sales in one month than the people they bought it from would have in a year. Wow. Because she keeps everything organized and, and he knows how to buy and he knows how to sell. And uh, together they make such a good team. I've never seen such a good team. Really? Except for my grandma and grandpa. I always wanted a marriage like my grandma and grandpa. I didn't get one, but my, my <laughs> kid did. Maybe it just skips a generation or a couple. <laughs> <laughs> my other daughter's got a good husband too. He's He's a lot of fun and... They've got two great kids. Two, they're adorable. They're two and three. They're so fun. And she's really, she's a hairdresser, which is why I have my lovely locks. (laughs) (laughs) If I tried to run around looking really bad, they wouldn't let me. (laughs) They'd tell me to go back in the house and change my clothes. I feel like I'm a child. Brandy said I am... I am worse than her kid. She said, I feel like I have a kid that I can't ground. <laughs> so I'm always walking around after you, cleaning up mud, and oh my gosh. telling you to eat. <laughs> That's awesome. That is. I feel like I have a kid I can't ground. <laughs> All right, so we're in our final questions now. So in your opinion, uh, what makes Utah special? I love Utah. I think the pioneers that came here 
came here because they were run away from somewhere else. They had lost their homes. They had bounties on their heads. You know, they were being tortured. You, you could shoot them and get money. I mean, that's crazy, all the stuff they went through. And they came here. And I'm, I mean, it just blows me away that with hand carts walking that yeah. far. It just blows me away. And they took a desert that was just dry and ugly and turned it into such a beautiful town that everybody wants to move here now. Mm-hmm. But the only problem is they all want to change it. So I'm hoping they let us keep the small town feel. Yeah. You know? Because I love this town. They're just... Like, when you when you go to Las Vegas, you feel this energy. Yeah. It's like, let's go, go, go. Let's have fun. You know? You just feel that energy. But then when you come back to St. George and you start to pull into town, what do you feel? Calm. Yeah. Everything settles out and you just feel calm. And you know that if you break down on the side of the road... Somebody's going to jump out of their car and they're going to help you push your car out of the road. Yeah. Somebody's going to help you change your tire if you have a flat tire. If you run out of gas, they're going to help you get to the gas station. You know, you don't see that everywhere. We just think you do because we grew up here. But it's not like that everywhere else. I remember when when I turned 18, I moved to California. And everybody's like, now, Jerry, you can't say howdy to everybody you see. Don't talk to people you don't know. (laughs) And of course, I still did. And of course, nothing happened to me. But I just, you know, in St. George, that's what you do. You see somebody, you say hi. Yeah. You know, if they need something, you help them. It's just one big family. And it's always been that way. When I grew up, we everybody knew everybody. Right. I don't even know everybody on my block now, but yeah. you know, I just I I love this town. I've moved away a bunch of times and I've always come back. I think it's beautiful. You don't see so many colors and so many layers and you would think I would get tired of it. I mean, I'm going to be 65. You would think that after all these years looking at red dirt would get old, but it doesn't ever yeah. get old. I just look at all those layers and it just amazes me that anything can be so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, driving through the gorge is one of my favorite things. Mine too. I love it. I don't personally like being the one driving. Yeah. I like being the passenger. Have you ever done it? I got a motorcycle or a convertible? No. Go rent a convertible and do it. Oh, it's so awesome. (laughs) So awesome. I had convertibles most of my life. And that was my favorite thing to do was go drive through the gorge. I mean, now there's a lot of traffic, so it's not as fun. Nothing is as fun because there's so much traffic, but it was just so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That would be pretty cool. It's beautiful. Yeah. It is. Well, what's been your favorite part about the Mofaco community? Everybody's so... That's one thing I think about artists, though. They're all so nice and so helpful and... Artists have, like, a very giving soul, I think. And Kat, she just goes above and beyond for all of us. Just blows me away how hard she works. And, I mean, she's got little kids and a husband who probably never see her. (laughs) Why I still have a husband. (laughs) I don't know. I just, I think it's just been so fun. It's like I just joined a whole new family, you know. Because there's not one person that I don't love, you know, that I've met. I haven't met everybody yet, but I just 
just think everybody helps each other the best they can. Like if you work a job, there's always somebody that doesn't pull their weight. Mm -hmm. There's always somebody that I'm not sweeping the floor. I don't get paid enough for it, you know. But with this place, if somebody forgets to sweep the floor, the next person is just, oh, let me get that. Somebody didn't get it. Yeah. You know, and I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everybody just tries to help each other out, you know, and... I, I like to being around. I like being around that kind of a, a environment. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want anything negative in my life. So I like to surround myself with people like that. So it's been really fun. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't think I could. If you ever told me I couldn't be here anymore, I think I'd cry. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I think you're here to stay. Yeah. If you ever said I don't want to be in here anymore. I think I'd go with you. <laughs> you can't do that, cat. You can't. You can't be like, see you guys. Jerry and I are out. <laughs> We're gonna go play in the ocean. California's moving here. We're going to move to California. Yeah. Well, I, I was talking to somebody today that came in the store, and and they were thinking about buying a house here. I gave them my address because there's a house right behind us that's that's being built right now, and it's not sold yet because they were really nice people. But I was thinking, you know, their house is so the cost of living for their houses is so high down there but they're all moving here Mm -hmm. and ours are getting more expensive because of that so does that mean theirs are going to be cheap so maybe i could go live on the ocean hopefully (laughs) i wouldn't mind living on the ocean me neither like 10 years or something (laughs) movico california yeah if they all move here we can move there yeah we'll start again yeah i like it so you put my 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 wheel on the on the beach (gasps) Wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. I teach you throw. You could come through. Or you could bring your loom. Yeah. We could just weave and make ceramics on the beach. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Okay. I'm ready. I'm doing it. (laughs) Um, So you already told us your favorite book. Do you have um, any other publications or a social media account that you find inspirational or profound? I love, like, Facebook has the the pottery groups. Mm -hmm. I love watching some of those artists some of them, they're all so giving they all like demonstrate oh, some of wow. these guys have worked so hard to get where they're at but yet they'll sit and give their knowledge to all the rest of us hmm. to me that's so amazing yeah and like I, I've been buying some of their mugs lately and I get them and it's just like I, I let them pick it out for me I don't pick my own I let them pick it out because I feel like you get a better one that way. Mm-hmm. And I get it. And it just makes me all happy. It makes my heart happy. Oh, Yeah. That's awesome. Love that. So why should people buy local food and support local farmers and makers? So that we can all survive. We need to all survive together. Yep. Take care of each other. Yep. If listeners want to learn more about you and what you're doing, how can they find you? I hide. They're not going to find me. Yeah. They can just find you at Mofaco. Yeah. Just come to Mofaco. There you go. And buy my stuff so I can make more. (laughs) Because everything I make goes back into it. It's pretty cool, though, because I started out with nothing. And I just, every time I, I make money, I put it back into it. Yeah, I was surprised to hear you say that today when you were like, as soon as I get my commission check here, I just go right over to the Tilted Kiln and buy supplies. I was like, oh, yeah. Joe's so cool. The Tilted Kiln. Yeah. We'll put a plug in for him. Yeah. He's so cool. If I need something, he gets it for me. 
if I don't need something, he tells me I do. <laughs> no, he's yeah. just so great. No, but I just thought it was just so interesting that you really are just doing it to make ceramics. Yeah. Like you're. <laughs> yeah, I started out, I would buy like, I would buy like a pound of glaze yeah. and mix it in little paint cups, you know. And now I have five gallon buckets wow. of glaze. And I would buy like a bag of clay and now I'll buy 200 pounds. Wow. You know, like for Christmas, I bought like 400 at a time. You know? Wow. It's like um, my next thing I'm going to buy is an extruder. I want an extruder. So what does that cool. do? Um, you, you put clay in it and put different dyes in there and it'll squish it out in certain shapes. Oh. So is that how you make like the coil pots or... Yeah, I'm not gonna make coils, but well, I just, yeah. yeah, I don't make coil pots. I don't even know why I want an extruder because I'll probably always pull my handles. I like to pull handles. I, I, a lot of artists extrude their handles. And oh. There's nothing wrong with that, but I like the feel of a pulled handle. Yeah, so I feel like they feel better in your hand. But I don't know why I want an extruder so bad. I guess because I don't have one. <laughs> that might be it. Well, I will tell you, my husband loves your handles because he can, he has big hands, so you can actually fit his hand in there and hold it. Have you seen my hands? <laughs> I have big hands, too. <laughs> Maybe when, that's when I why I like Jerry's pot so much. <laughs> <laughs> when I used to play the piano, my teachers were always jealous because I can reach octave, a half, and one key. Oh, yeah, because you've got... I, I have long fingers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. See, that's why I have to wear nails. Can you imagine hands as big as mine without nails? That would be... I don't know. You have pretty fingers still. Uh, mine are like, just like man sausages. Mine are like... So when I put nails looking. on, it looks like man hands with nails. <laughs> Not everybody needs nails. I need nails. I've always had them too. When I was young, even growing up, I always had nails. But I, love I didn't have to pay for them. Because I grew them. And then I got, when I had my first kid, my nails weren't healthy anymore after that. Really? Oh, yeah. My nails fell apart. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, my nails have gotten worse mm-hmm. as I get older. Yeah. Yeah. My nails just always break. Mine have never been long. I just, mine don't break because I keep gel on them. <laughs> Gel's amazing. My kids are always like, you think you can make gel, anything out of gel? Because I'm always like, let's do this. Let's make it out of gel. <laughs> you can. Gel's just a resin. You can. You can. <laughs> I was thinking about making a trash can out of gel. <laughs> <laughs> My light's not big enough, but the sun will cure gel. Just a big old glitter trash can. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. I made earrings and stuff. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. You know me. I made ceramic earrings. I made gel earrings. Oh, my gosh. I keep thinking I'm going to bring some in and sell them, but I sold them all, so they never made it in here. <laughs> I made them for myself, but I sold them all. I have one. I kept the B ones. That's the only ones I still have. The rest are gone. I need to make more. That's so funny. That's funny. Well, is there anything else that we didn't cover that you would like to share? That I love you guys. This is fun. I didn't want to do it. You made me, so thank you. Are you glad you did it now? I'm glad I did it. <laughs> Even if I comb my hair and nobody gets to see. <laughs> my hair is always up. It's always up. I love it. So I left it down. Yeah, I just want to put this in here. 
Jerry came in and thought we were going to be video recording the podcast. I don't know what a podcast is. <laughs> I'm old. You know, I grew up before computers. I love it. I love you. I love you too. You're awesome. Thank you. You're I'm awesome glad we got too. to chat. Thank you. Yeah, this was yeah. fun. I feel like I know you so much better now. I know, isn't she great? I it's always scary. tell them I always tell them stories about like when we work together. I'm like, Jerry told me this and I just kept dying and Jerry told me this and I love Jerry. And now you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's that awesome. I was right. Well thank you. I appreciate you spending you. your Sunday evening with us. I appreciate you guys. I mean you guys put so much work into this. I'm always screwing stuff up and you never yell at me. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> No, you're great. You're great. You do great. Yeah. Good job, Jerry. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you found this podcast, especially on iTunes. If you have a specific question that you would like to ask us or our farmers, makers, or educators, send us an email at podcast at mofacoutah.com and let us know. Another way to support this podcast is by becoming a supporting member starting at only $2 a month. We have different levels of membership that grant access to special members-only swag like shirts, hats, bags, magnets, and stickers that show your support for your local community. To learn more, please visit mofacoutah.com slash podcast slash support. Make sure you are following us on Facebook and Instagram at mofacoutah. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back in your feed in two weeks. But until then, we we hope hope to see see you at the co-op. The music for this episode was created by Southern Utah local Jake Shepard.